When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. That's when I went to Jordan and Lane and um, some actual musicians. We'll start, yeah, we'll start with White Christmas. <laughs> I said, I, I, I am dreaming of white Christmas. We got some great weather. Y'all got to love it. Hit the fun part. Put a bow on it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Except you, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great stuff. There won't be any singing from Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And a grateful nation is thankful. But we are uh, we have our Christmas carols just like Jason Kelsey and the Philadelphia Eagles do. Mm-hmm. That is some incredible yeah. production work there. Wow. I mean, imagine just being like, I want to put a Christmas album together. I want to rival Mariah Carey this Christmas, mm-hmm. Freddie. Let me get in the studio and drop a beat. I mean, that's incredible stuff from Jason Kelsey putting a Christmas album together. I, I guarantee you that no one thought in a million years of two offensive linemen when it comes to Kelsey and Joe Mailata, the, uh, the offensive Mylata's linemen. Mailata's got a great voice, Unbelievable. too. I mean, you heard yeah. him there on the high note yeah, on mean, White Christmas. If you had told anybody two offensive linemen could do something like that, it's, okay, what's the joke? Where's the punchline? But those two dudes – they knew exactly how to make that work. And as a Cowboys fan, I give them respect. As much as I don't want to, I got to give them respect. Eagles playing the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. That part of the wide, sla- uh, wide slate of Week 16 games are taking place on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But football action starts tonight in Week 16. Jets hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll get into plenty more on that matchup here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman sitting in for the guys here on ESPNU and ESPN Radio. But first, we've been teasing this all morning. Freddie and I were given an assignment from our producer, Shannon Penn, yesterday to Uh pick Christmas carols and associate them with certain NFL quarterbacks. Now, there's no criteria. There's no set of guidelines that we had to follow. It's just whatever our hearts desired. And, of course, I at least came prepared in the Christmas mood because I'm wearing my mother's Christmas sweater here on ESPNU. Freddie says he's not really much of an ugly sweater. I don't think this is ugly. I actually think this is beautiful. No, Uh, yours is fine. Ugly sweater sort of guy. No, yours is fine. (laughs) But when people go whole like Liberace ham with Christmas sweaters. (laughs) You can miss me with that one. I'm out. So Freddie doesn't have a Christmas sweater, but he's got some Christmas carols, and I've got mine. I'm going to let you go first here on this one, Freddie. Where are we starting uh, with your quarterbacks and what song you've associated with them from the Christmas carol? I'm going to start with Zach Wilson first of the New York Jets, and it's going to be a blue Christmas with him back in the lineup. Get it, Elvis. (laughs) 
That's right, Elvis Presley. Hit us with it. Because I'm sure the Jets would rather have Mike White in the starting lineup at quarterback and Zach Wilson being back there. It seems that everybody said, well, that's Cole and I'll stocking when it comes to having him back as a starting quarterback. <laughs> and I hope he does well. I hope he plays better. When you're the second pick in the draft from last year, I don't know for anybody to fail, but it just seems like a, it's a general malaise with that organization, Courtney, with him being back in the lineup. And so I got Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley for Zach Wilson as a Christmas carol. I like that. I was thinking of Blue Christmas for the New York Giants just because oh, literally the big whole blue. Big, big blue thing. Yeah. Um, but Blue Christmas has a sad undertone to it. It's right. a song about being sad at this time of year, uh-huh. which Jets fans who have their team sitting at 7-7 seven and seven yeah. are probably feeling. Yeah, they should be feeling better because nobody thought the Jets would be seven and seven. And you, look but they at, were they were like thi- very much in the thick of the playoff yes. race as a seven seed, and yeah. now that's dwindling from their grasp. So I understand yeah. being blue yeah, at so, Christmas time. Yeah, so I got that for Zach Wilson for another quarterback in that division, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Believe me, anytime he shows up, it feels like it's Christmas every day. So Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen. That's right, boss, hit him. You better watch out. You better not try. I'm telling you why. Because that guy, when he comes to town, the way he plays football, Courtney, everybody in Buffalo feels better. Defenses don't want to see that big old boy from Wyoming football when it comes to Josh Allen. It just feels like it's Christmas Day every day, especially with the way he's played lately after having that stretch in the middle, having that elbow injury, and he and the Buffalo Bills offense were struggling. Yeah, I mean – the way that they came back in that game in very Christmas-like conditions uh-huh. in Buffalo last week where it was the snowball fight game of the century. Uh, <laughs> they're surging. They are surging, and they definitely, like you and I have talked about, want home field advantage here in the postseason. And Josh Allen as Santa Claus can usher that in with all of his – who's his Rudolph? Is Stephon Diggs his Rudolph? trying to oh, think like of all the reindeer. So we've got Stephon Diggs, we've got be, Gabe yeah. Davis, yeah. we've got um, – Dawson, Dawson Knox, Knox yep. Isaiah McKenzie. I think he has enough for a whole – the whole yeah. – I don't know all the reindeer by name. Yeah, he, he, Gabe, about that, yeah Dawson Knox can yeah. be Blitzen and Gabe okay. Davis can be Donner. Yeah, you can have those people. Yeah, you can have that work. I, I didn't think about that. He's got okay. enough reindeer to make that So he trip. is Santa Claus. Yeah. No, I'm a fan of Santa Claus. I don't hate Santa Claus. I'm just not a ugly Christmas sweater kind of guy, but I'm not anti-Santa okay. Claus. That's what Philadelphia fans all back right, in Ebenezer. the 90s – what? what? See that? What? Uh, really, Shad? That's what, what we do. I go from Prince to Ebenezer just like that. Really? Man. That's me? Get a, can how, I get, how quickly they turn. Can I get a bot humbug real quick, Freddie? No. Wait, wait, wait. I heard the the, the no. Philly Santa Claus thing, but continue. <laughs> well, and not, there's evidence. Don't get on they, me. They literally Allegedly. booed Santa Claus. They, they booed and they they booed Michael Irvin when he was down on the ground with a neck injury and ended his career. So don't jump on me. He got up, though. Anyway, I'm going to go to my final quarterback. Like, like I can't I, argue that one. He did get up. Like I always say, What's there's that? a reason that yeah, people oh, hate Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah there's not, a reason. Like, let's forget about all the other yeah, fans there's a and stands yeah. fighting yeah. everybody yeah. every Ep- day. Episode number 3059, courtesy Alan Yates, when it what comes to not like Philadelphia. Huh. Yeah. My last quarterback involving a Christmas Carol Courtney and everybody else, I don't call him Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. I'd say he's Purdy. Brock Purdy. Stepping in for this team. He has everybody doing a white Christmas, San Francisco. How can you have the backup to the backup? And people look at that and they say, oh, yeah, they can still get to a Super Bowl. That's because Brock Purdy has made everybody feel better, even though he was the last pick, Courtney, of the NFL draft. So when you got Purdy, Brock Purdy, and nobody's panicking in San Francisco, it has everybody thinking the holiday season for the 49ers is not going to be as bad, not having their starting quarterback 
and the backup quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. I just white Christmas makes me so happy because Doesn't it though? especially it's just by the drifters a, and Clyde McFadden. Good yeah. vibe mm-hmm. and. I mean, I'll always think of Home Alone when I hear that. And Kevin Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. lip syncing Good it. call. Yeah, um, good call. Maybe Brock Purdy did that as a kid. I'm Kinda sure he like did. Kevin McAllister. Right? I, I, could eh, see, I could see Brock Purdy having that <laughs> mischievousness to him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> Brock Purdy keeping the, uh, two, the wet bandits out of his house and hopefully keeping the San Francisco 49ers uh-huh. afloat as they head towards the postseason. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Giving you our NFL quarterbacks as Christmas carols. So let's get Freddie's up there one more time. So Brock Purdy is what you're hearing right now is Uh White Christmas. You said this was by the Drifters, Freddie? Drifters with Clyde McFadder. Fantastic version of White Christmas. Josh Allen, Santa Claus is coming to town. And Zach Wilson... Mm Giving Jets fans a blue Christmas. Yeah, and a little snow on the screen. Well done by the production No, people. I mean, they, they've yeah, been solid. just crushing it with the uh, yep. snowflakes all day. Yep. That's what I'm about to see here in Chicago in a few hours when the snow starts falling down <sighs> and the temperatures start dropping. We've Brr. got some very cold NFL games coming at you in Week 16. I will start with Patrick okay. Mahomes. Uh-huh. So my Christmas carol for him is it's the most wonderful time of year <laughs> yes. because – this is the most wonderful time of year for the Kansas City Chiefs. I like it. It happens every single year. How many years, James Steele, has it been with the Kansas City Chiefs locking up the AFC West? How many years in a row? Seven. Okay. NBD. Seven straight years in a row. It's just like, you know, every Christmas you're going to get some great presents yeah. under the tree. You're excited. You're looking forward to it. It's not a part of the year that you dread. Number for the Kansas seven. City Chiefs, yeah. it's yeah. they're just excited every yeah. time of year. Like this is the most wonderful time of year yeah. because no matter what happens in the early season, early part of the schedule, if they lose a game here or there, they still have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. They've still been able to figure it out without Tyreek Hill. Whether they're giving the ball to, t- to Travis Kelsey, whether they're spreading the ball among their stable of running backs, and even Juju Smith-Schuster, who's mm-hmm. gotten almost 900 receiving yards on the season. They've been able to make it work no matter what. It's yeah. always Christmas in Kansas City. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that our man James Steele made an odd number and an even number. He said it's an even seven. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. even catch that. Thank <laughs> you, that was, I, As soon as he said that, I'm like, it's an even seven. I, I guess those those things are even. Okay, it, it may not be wrong. It may be wrong, but it's, it's right because that's what the Chiefs have done. But I'm with you in terms of when it comes to Patrick Mahomes' most wonderful time of the year. Unless you're everybody else in the AFC South, anybody else playing that guy, that guy always is must-see TV no matter what day that is. I'm with you on that one. Patrick Mahomes makes them right even if they are wrong, which they really have not been all that much lately. He's an MVP candidate for a reason, and he's the reason in Kansas City every year at this time is the most wonderful time of year. Joe Burrow, we can mm. cue up some Mariah Carey here. All I want go. for Christmas is you. This team is ten and four right now. They started two and three. How good is he? He is so good, and you know why? Seriously. Because this chief, this uh, this buff. Where? Wow. Where am I going with this here? Joe Burrow, <laughs> the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> he's led the Bengals <laughs> oh, to yeah. being the fifth best offense in the NFL. Uh, if you're ranking that by DVOA, and mm. he didn't have his best performance of the season, Freddie, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But even still, he threw four touchdowns in that game, leading the Bengals back on the road to beat Tampa Bay, and now they're ten and four. 
you know, there's not much to to be able to poke holes in with yep. this with the Cincinnati Bengals team. I mean, you've got one of the best, if not the best, receiving core in the AFC, and they're surging right now. They're the hottest team in the AFC mm-hmm. entering Week 16, as far as I'm concerned. Not necessarily best overall, but the hottest team, considering sure. they're on a six-game win streak. And all I would want for Christmas as a Cincinnati Bengals fan is my Pro Bowl quarterback, Joe Burrow, to lead my team into the postseason and continue this thing where it's going. Here's the most underrated thing to me about Joe Burrow. You do not allow him to have a chance. If you do, shame on you. Shame on you. You do not allow this guy to believe that his team can have a chance to win. When you have a chance to put him away, you've got to put this team away. We saw it last year at Kansas City in the AFC Championship game of 24 to nothing, and they couldn't put him away. They had a chance last Sunday when it comes to, when it comes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers to put a stake in his heart of Dracula, the heart of darkness that is Joe Burrow, and they allowed him to get up and he throws four touchdown passes like you mentioned. Certain guys always, always believe. And Joe Burrow is one of those guys. If you do not put him away and you have the chance, then you know what you get what you deserve. That's why they're that hot team. They never believe for one second that they're out of a football game. And so, yeah, all you want for Christmas, Joe Burrow with Cincinnati Bengals, they got that 24-7, 365 because they knew he's going to be great. They didn't think he was going to be that great for that organization, what he's been able to do in about three years. Yep, they're getting healthy at the right time. This team is surging and, you know, a very complete team, too. I mean, I know that I'm talking NFL quarterbacks right now and saying that Joe Burrow's all we want for Christmas if we're Bengals fans. But, man, that defense coming alive as of late. They really have. I mean, it seems like they figured out their pass rush uh, in ways that we had not seen in previous weeks and what they were able to do to Tom Brady last week. All right, my last Christmas carol. All right. As an NFL quarterback, this is a pretty obvious one, but I thought I was pretty smart for coming up with this one because Uh I bet most of you were not thinking I was going to say Nick Foles, starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, Nick Foles. Didn't see that coming. Little St. Nick, got to go out and give a a, a nod to the Beach Boys here. Uh Uh-huh. Good choice. Were you expecting... This news to come out yesterday from ESPN's Dan Graziano where they're going to make a quarterback switch here in week 16 for that Monday night game? Nope. If you said Nick Foles is going to be starting another game in the NFL this season, I said, okay, who fell down? Well, we found out. It It was Matt Ryan not once but twice. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, we will Nick see Foles. Nick Foles. I mean, he's always good for one or two games a season as a starting quarterback at this point of his career. So, again, my man. list, Patrick Mahomes, it's the most wonderful time of year. Joe Burrow, all I want for Christmas is you. And Nick Foles, little St. Nick, hoping to right the ship nice. here for the Indianapolis Colts in Week 16. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Freddie Coleman, Courtney Cronin, sitting in for the guys, as always, presented by Progressive. Insurance. Let's tap in now with Willie Colon, former NFL offensive lineman and Super Bowl champion, also the co-host of the Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Willie, let's start with this Thursday night football game with your former New York Jets playing host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know that Zach Wilson starting at quarterback after the injury to Mike White is keeping him out for another week. What do you think about this Jets quarterback situation and the way that Robert Sala has handled things as of late, knowing, at least publicly, that he probably would like to be going with Mike White if healthy? Yeah, first off, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I I think right now, if you talk about the tale of these two quarterbacks, Mike White and Zach Wilson, Mike White is just a more competent quarterback and more efficient within the offense. His ability to throw the intermediate routes, 
be on time, throw receivers open, find the necessary windows to propel down the field. He just seems more in tune with what they want. Now, Zach Wilson is a flat-out athlete. He can throw the ball in Mississippi Mile, super athletic, but at times his mechanics within the pocket – this team seems to get him in trouble. Um, and I think the game's moving really fast for him. You took a guy who, who was benched and, and really forced to kind of sit back and really deal with all the pressures and deal with everything that, the, you know, the New York media coming at him, uh, his ability to be kind of accountable for his actions on the field. I think he, he was humbled during his three-week sit-out. Now that he's back, I still think he's kind of a little behind. Uh, but right now, I think Robert Sala has done the best he could. Um, and then he's been forced to, to decide, do I continue to – you know, function and, and, and pray and hope that Zach Wilson comes along because the team is so far ahead, especially defense, defensively. Um, and so he, he's had to make a decision. I have to ride what's, what's best for the team, not what's best for Zach Wilson. And I think he's still kind of in, in that fork of the road. I think Mike White, if he's healthy, he starts tonight. And the Jets, I think, win decisively. One of the things about decisions like this, especially, and Willie, you know this, when you draft a guy that high, especially that position, they're going to yep. give him more ways to see if he can't play than if he can play. How do you think the New York Jets have handled the fact that many people are wondering, does Zach Wilson deserve another chance based on his draft position from last year? You know, it's tough, right? You, you got to think about it like this, Freddie. I mean, you're talking about right now the Jets are in a very peculiar situation because on the one hand, you talk about Zach Wilson. He's not on par to what, where you need him, right, going into year two. I mean, you're looking at – uh, Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, the reason why mm-hmm. you know they're ascending is because he's ascending, right? You talk about yep. a guy who has 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions on the year, who seems like he's starting to be the guy they drafted coming out of Clemson. Now, if you look at Zach, you know, you, you, you can easily be enamored by his athletic, his athleticism, his ability to get out the pocket, make big plays off the run. However, you just need him to be more efficient from the neck up with his decision making. So with that. You have to kind of figure out, like, man, I got this young stud quarterback coming out of BYU. I got Mike White, who we love, who knows ready. But right now, this is the second time he's been on the bench for us. Um, they don't have a quarterback right now. You know, they don't. They don't have a guy they can put their they put their nail in. You know, the Dolphins have two, or the Bills have Josh Allen. You know, Pat the Pats have Matt Jones. The Jets are still kind of figuring out who's going to be our guy to take us into the future. Um, and so they're 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 kind of they're kind of struggling with that. But being drafted number one, yeah, you have to figure out is he the guy? You have to give him multiple opportunities because each year you go into the draft, you're looking for his replacement. And right now, they may have to be looking for his replacement right now if he's not if he doesn't continue to progress in the right direction. We're talking with Willie Colon, former NFL offensive lineman. He was with the Jets for a couple years, also with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's also the co-host of the Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at WillColon66. So on that note, knowing how much how much of a leash first round quarterbacks get, because let's be real, there's about 35 million reasons for them to give him as much time as humanly possible for a team that's in a win-now window, he's going to get next year to be able to prove that he can be the guy and and earn a starting job. But given the way the Jets started this season and defying expectations, you know, early on, do you think that they panicked in a way in the way that they handled Wilson because of the hot start that they got out to? And then right around Thanksgiving time, Robert Sala after the the firestorm that Zach Wilson caused himself by not taking accountability in that loss to the New England Patriots for the offensive right. mistakes, like do you think he panicked in a way that they handled that situation? 
No, I don't. I don't think they panicked at all. I, I think Robert Sala has done an uh, amazing job of really just getting this young Jets team to believe that they're worthy of being on the main stage. Or, and you're talking about starting the, you know, the month of September off, going going into the AFC North, battling the Steelers, winning in Pittsburgh, you know, winning in Cleveland in dramatic fashion with Joe Matt with Joe Flacco. I mean, this team has grown up right before our eyes, and the one guy. Who, who spearheads it all is the quarterback position, which was led by Zach Wilson, obviously coming off the injury. Um, I thought Zach played well in that Pittsburgh game uh, where they were able to win. However, you started to see you started to see tales like, all right, he's starting to get it, especially that Buffalo game at home. He really came alive. He was he didn't turn over the football. He seemed like he, his mechanics were there. He had a little. He, he had he was comforted in the pocket, comfortable in the pocket. And then you start to see little quirky things happen along the way. Like, man, he's still not there. Yeah. I think Robert Sala has been very transparent about what he wants with Zach Wilson or from Zach Wilson. I think he's been very transparent on what he expects his team to be. And I think he's he's also put the battery in his back. Like, hey, man, we're we can be we're going to the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills will see us again. And this is after he lost to the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think he's done a great job of just keeping his team steady and strong and focused. Now. It's a nice match because Jaguars is going to be important because this is all or nothing. They've dropped three straight. Um, it's not about panicking right now. It's about having an extreme sense of urgency and understanding they can't walk off this field without a W or it's over for them. Um, and I think right now Zach Wilson has to understand it's all on him. You know, if he plays within the offense, understand, you know, understands where the ball needs to go, goes through his progressions, have a little better mechanics within the pocket, and play and play behind that defense. He will be victorious, but if he goes rogue and he starts doing things that's out of character for what the offense demands, the Jets may be in trouble tonight. Real quick, speaking of turnovers and not wearing a bakery, Dak Prescott at Dallas Cowboys has had his turnover issues lately, Willie. I'm not saying how do you fix him because that's something you believe he can do, but what has it been like seeing this offense that should be more of a run-based offense and everything should play off of that, and yet the quarterback has had some dastardly turnovers lately for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, it's been tough. Man, I think I think Dax is resilient, man. You're talking about a guy who broke his thumb, missed some games this year, came back. You're talking about the Cowboys being 10-4, number one seed. Um, they, they've they already clinched the playoff spot. For Zach, you, excuse me, for Dak, you just got to stay out of his way. Just keep letting him – his confidence, I think, his moxie is what makes him him, especially playing for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think you get in his way. Obviously, with a bad turnover at the end of the game for the, against Jacksonville. But overall, you got to respect that, the fact that he's giving you everything he's got. This offense is prolific because of Dak Prescott, because of Zeke, because of some of the weapons they have. Um, the offensive line has gotten healthy. So I think you don't – I don't think you make too much of it. I think you understand that the team is in a great position right now. It's going to be a statement game on Christmas Eve, you know, in Dallas, Eagles, Cowboys. What else do you want? It's going to be big time. Um, but I think it's going to be a big time statement game for both teams. And – a lot is going to be made of what Dak can do and what he looks like, but it's all or nothing when he gets to playoff time. Now that you got a place at the table, what do you do? Because last year, losing to the Niners was a, was a big was a big disappointment. I know it's riding on his conscience. Awesome stuff from Willie Colon, former NFL offensive lineman and the co-host of Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio, joining Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Willie. No, thanks so much, guys. All right, coming up next, Freddie sat down with a Pro Bowl wide receiver to talk about his team's late season surge. We'll get into that next here on KJM. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We've got plenty of Week 16 NFL action coming your way right here on ESPN Radio. Be sure to tune in on Saturday as the Patriots host the Bengals. Coverage begins at noon Eastern time on select ESPN radio stations. Keyshawn J. Will and Max Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman sitting in for the guys here, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of the Bengals, Freddie had a chance to sit down with Pro Bowl wide receiver Jamar Chase of Cincinnati on Wednesday to chat a little bit about this season, everything from his injury that he sustained and the tear that he's been on since he's been back. Let's take a listen. He's one of the best players in the NFL, and he's only 23 years of age. The man I'm talking about is Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals, and he is eye candy anytime he's on the football field. And the Bengals could be that kind of team that can really make another run to the Super Bowl like they did last year. Jamar Chase joining me here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Jamar, I laid that out there about you being not just one of the best receivers, but one of the best players, and you're not even 23 years of age yet. What does that mean to you to be that good that young? Uh, it's just a work ethic that I had, you know, growing up, uh, maybe this way, you know, and just being around a group of people and a skilled quarterback, you know, other receivers that's pushing me to be great is a good opportunity. How did you handle missing four games this year, being out with that fractured hip? Uh, I think I handled it well. You know, I was encouraging my teammates on, uh, you know, I was always being that person trying to pick everybody up even when I was down. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really show too much emotion while I was going through the injury. So, you know, I was always heads up, chin high. 
Jamar, it's me and you here because I know how I feel if I miss a day of work and I love what I do. How did you how did you stand that? Because you're like a kid on Christmas, the way you play football. How did you deal with that other people yeah. out there doing that and you weren't out there? Yeah, um I didn't really, I wasn't really too pissed off or, or, or too anxious to play again. Um just because I know what I was capable of mm-hmm. and you know, I wanted to make sure that I first got my injury right first because if anything happens to a hip, it's, it's most likely really, really bad right. or, you know, surgery at the end of a season, you know, and I, and I missed the opportunity and I had a, a good blessing in, and, you know, in that position. So, you know, I just kept God, I kept praying on the situation, but for the most part, the only game that really got me was the Cleveland game uh, when I was out, you know, that was a game I wanted to play and, and you know, I had to, sit back and watch that game from home. Once you got back out there against Cleveland, you busted them in the mouth for over 10 catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Why would anybody think like they did that they could cover you one-on-one and think that was a good idea? Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of one, a lot of, a lot of my one-on-ones are starting to have safety help, you know, so corners are starting to think they're doing one-on-ones with safety help. So, you know, whenever the time Joe sees one-on-one with me, you know, we're going to take advantage of the matchup. He's one of the best players in the NFL, Jamar Chase, Bengals wide receiver. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn, Jabel and Max on ESPN Radio. Speaking of your quarterback, Joe Burrow, you guys have known each other for a minute. Did I read correctly that you went knocking on doors of houses so you guys could live in the same neighborhood? Did I read that correctly, Jamar? No, nah, that's wrong. That's wrong. Somebody made that up. Good, good, because I saw them thinking, wait a minute, I can't pick Jamar Chase going, hi, I'm Jamar, can I buy your house? Hi, I'm Jamar, can I buy your house? Yeah, I wasn't banking on that, so I'm glad you're able to clear that up. But what is it like having that kind yeah. of relationship that you two guys have, especially when I found out that, you know, Joe Burrow looks to you to buy clothes for him so he keep that drip game going? <laughs> yeah, I only, only bought him some pants. I ain't really buy him nothing too much. But, you know, overall, he's a good person, man. Uh, you know, I think we do one, one – like our best job is our communication is key. Um, just knowing the leverage on how, how the DBs playing us, you know, what they're doing towards this game. Because every game, you know, we get played a little differently. And, you know, that's when we got to talk to our quarterback to make sure we're all on the same page. What is it like being a team now that when you first got there, people said, the Cincinnati Bengals. What is it like that you've become more of the hunted instead of the hunter right now this season? Um, you know, I just think we just needed to build. You know, we, we had built a, a better program here. Um, you know, everyone's here has put in to win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can feel the atmosphere here. And I think that's the biggest and I think that's the biggest change and decision that, you know, that, that has been done here. You mentioned atmosphere, and one of your teammates, Tyler Boyd, said, and I quote, I love playing with my man T and my man Jamar because it's not about who's going to get the most touches. It's not about who's getting mm-hmm. the most targets. It's not about being any kind of diva. It's about guys competing and everybody being about winning, end quote. When you hear one yeah. of your teammates say that, yeah. Jamar, what goes through your mind? Um, you know, that's that's the exact truth. That's that's all honesty, too. You know, even though we all want the ball and, you know, we might all get doubled and we might get double doubled. So, you know, someone somebody always has to win, be open, you know, and the receivers preach about, you know, being running a route, even if we're double teamed, even if, you know, we get one on one because we don't always see it, you know. So, you know, we always got to be prepared for the next play. What is it like when you go out there and maybe this is me spitballing, but I've watched you enough since being at LSU and being now where you're unstoppable. I'll put that out there. There's certain guys that look at a certain position and say, yep, good luck to you. 
you're that guy. Your fellow LSU dude, Justin Jefferson in Minnesota, are unstoppable guys. What is it mm-hmm. that feeling like when you go out there and you say, it don't matter what you do, you're going to get a dose of me today? Yeah, um, you know, me coming into the game, the biggest thing that I'm doing is watching the defense just to see what looks I'm getting. Because, um, you know, every team is going to play differently, and I've been hearing a lot about this, um, a lot about Belichick playing, you know, great receivers and how he likes to double people. So um, it'll be a good test for me to see where I'm at and, you know, overcome everything, you know, that's happening right now. Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals joining me, Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. You got the Patriots this week and you got the Buffalo Bills next week. I'm not trying to put the playoffs mm-hmm. in the regular season, but how much, Jamar, do you feel those kind of games will have a playoff kind of feel? I mean, we had one of the hardest schedules this year, and um, you can look at it and see for yourself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, every game is like a playoff for us. You know, we, we, we're trying to play every game like it's a playoff. And basically, like, that's our last game. You know, we're trying to leave it all on the field. How much do you think about that young Jamar Chase where his first job was working at a snowball stand and you were doing shaved ice and everything like that? How much do you think about where you were there then to where you are now? Um, it's just, you know, having fun being a kid when I look back on it, you know, just being outside, playing around, having fun, you know, just growing and being older. And I was just, you know, becoming a man and Uh actually having a job and knowing what I need to do to be good at the job. And you're good at that job now, but you still are in a giving mode because I saw you bought 200 families turkeys at a Kroger in Cincinnati for Thanksgiving. And even everybody that showed up said, it could not have come at a better time, and it could not have come from a better person. And I get that sense that's you and also Jerbo, your quarterback. A lot of people talking about him for MVP right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. How much of that really matters more to you, that people see you two guys? Yeah, we're great football players, but we're better people than we are football players. Yeah, it just shows, you know, the way we've been raised, you know, the stuff we've been through, you know, just want to be helpful, you know, give opportunities to other families around the world. If I say Joe Burrow for MVP, make the case for him. What would you say about your quarterback? Yeah, 100 votes. Thousand votes. Yeah, 100 votes. Jamar, man, that, that's what I love about you. You would say, hey, don't. it's not about looking at Jamar, me. Man, I can pump up my teammates and everything like that, say, man. Hey, Keep doing your thing, man. Continue success. Good luck this week when you play the Patriots and when you get into the playoffs. And thanks for joining us in Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Thank you. That was Jamar Chase and his conversation with Freddie yesterday right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Reminder, the Bengals go to New England this week. You can hear coverage of that game right here on ESPN Radio on Saturday. Coverage beginning at noon Eastern time. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Start back at one here and uh, uh-huh. watch the snow coming outside my window here in Chicago. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN <laughs> Radio, ESPNU, Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman. That's what I was looking for because the weather outside my window right now, yeah. real dark uh, uh-huh. looking at the west, even though the weather comes from the east. But yeah. either way, we're getting really bad snowy, wintry conditions here in Chicago, and that's going to be the the theme throughout the Mm -hmm. NFL this weekend, week 16. I'm going to read you some of these estimates, Freddie, for the temperature at kickoff. Some of the outdoor games this weekend, Bills at Bears, that's on Saturday, nine degrees at kickoff, and you know that thing (sighs) is on the lakefront. That John's going to feel a lot colder than that. Probably negative yeah. temperature, real <laughs> yeah. feel. Temps. You just made Alan Yates' day by using his Yo. term from Well, Foley. he's going to be happy, too, because his team's going down to Dallas, and they play indoors. Actually, wait. He's not uh, he's a, he's Patriots a, he's a, he's a Patriots are? I, no, I don't think the Patriots well, are the Patriots. Patriots. Bengals get, playing in they, Dallas? Yeah, they're no. gonna get, it doesn't matter. They're gonna, get by, they're gonna get smoked by the Bengals anyway, whether yeah. you're playing in Dallas, Cincinnati, New okay. England, Timbuktu. It don't matter. Well, James Steele's team, the Kansas City Chiefs, they've got the Seahawks this weekend. That's a 15-degree temperature yeah. at kickoff. Yeah. Saints at Browns, 13 degrees. Raiders at Steelers, 11 degrees. Now, we might not see the same amount of snow that we saw in Buffalo last week. Right. But, man, these temperatures are going to feel cold as all get oh. out. And this is a cold front that's hit most of the country, unless you're in the very southern portion, i.e. San Diego, where everything's nice yeah. every day of yeah. the year. But this is going to be – I mean, this, af- this affects – this affects, like, the play, the style of play, the way that these games turn out. Like, we all love yeah. a snow game. Don't get me wrong. Like, you can see right there, uh, I believe that was Buffalo last week. Like, snow games are fun. It's the cold that makes that thing miserable, Freddie. Because I always love the human element of seeing people, how to deal with it. And certain guys would go out there with no sleeves on, which I say to myself, man, you're a braver man than I am. Because if I'm playing in a game like that, I'm looking like the Michelin man. That's oh how layered I am. It's an it, offensive lineman thing, I think, to show up without sleeves. Well, you know then, what always gets me, though? Yeah. The dudes, especially these wide receivers, That's the ones, yeah. they have to go out there shirtless during warm-ups to uh-huh. prove something. I saw Nikhil Harry, wide receiver for the Bears, going through a pregame warm-up last week. He didn't yeah, end up yeah. playing. Yeah. He was out there shirtless, and yeah. he was flexing those muscles when it was cold. Like, yeah. can Jalen you 
Kevin Phillips did the same thing oh, in Miami versus like, Buffalo. He did the same thing. He did just, the same it, thing. It makes me freezing, and I feel like I'm getting frostbite just uh, <laughs> talking about it. But, gosh, the conditions and just what these players and these coaches have to go through to prepare for these games. That's the crazy thing. When I was at um, Bears availability on Tuesday, Matt Eberflus, the head coach, was talking about what happened when he was with Dallas and they came to Chicago in 2013. Yeah coldest game he said he's ever been part of mm-hmm. that he couldn't feel his feet and that in order for them to not catch frostbite assuming that's you catch frostbite you get frostbite whatever it is get, um, catch either way they, is bad they put vaseline all over their face to make sure there was no exposed body parts um that could get that would be subject to to getting frostbite and obviously yeah. that's a pretty dangerous thing and mm-hmm. you know you got to make sure that your fingers are okay, your feet are okay, because those, at least for me, those are the first thing that go. Well, one of the things about cold weather games, and like we said before, there's that romanticism about it because it's supposed to be football weather and stuff like that. If, if guys don't want to play in that kind of weather or they don't play to their best ability, that romantic notion completely goes out the window for me because certain games that have been cold weather games that have been involved in history, for example, the Ice Bowl game that happened in mm-hmm. the 60s between the Cowboys and Green Bay, but it's still played at a pretty high level involving two of the best teams at that time in pro football where only one team out of the NFL, of course, can get the Super Bowl versus the AFL. Certain games will take on a different tone. But I've seen plenty of cold-weather games where I say to myself, dude, no, that you can tell they don't want to be out there. They want to have any part of that. And I don't blame them because when your body says, that's it, I'm out, I'm done, you want to pay attention to your body yeah. in those kind of conditions. Like, there's a reason that it's not safe for the right. average human that's not an NFL player to go outside. They say stay indoors. Make sure that you – I've gotten more emails right. from my home insurance company, from my building that I live in, and saying, like, please keep your keep your heat on uh-huh. at least at 60 degrees to make sure yeah. your pipes don't burst. But we just tell NFL players and coaches and equipment staff and support staff, nah, go out there and uh, brave the elements because we expect uh, we expect football men to be tough, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm soft, and that's fine. Yeah. You can call him. What did, what did Herm Edwards <laughs> call uh, Anthony Davis the other day oh, on KJM? Mr. 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 Cotton. Mr. Cotton. Mr. I'm Miss Cotton then when it comes to weather because even though I lived in the Arctic tundra of Minneapolis the last five years and I'm from Chicago, I lived here now I like my football played at a balmy 68 (laughs) degrees with indoor conditions where I'm not going to experience a weather delay I'm not going to experience cold frigid temperatures that are going to affect how I feel covering the game and how I feel watching the game as a fan yeah good luck and by the way if you're the Chiefs hosting the Seattle Seahawks I know the Seahawks have had experience playing in inclement weather and cold weather but this is going to be different where that's the kind of cold that goes through your skin and through your bones and into your soul. And you're trying to play for a playoff berth and not trying to be a sliding team. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, they still have that number one seat in their sights. And they love atmospheres like that. Kansas City fans, man, they're going to be completely bonkers because those kind of situations with their team, the way that they play, they don't worry about that. I can't wait to see the fan shots. Oh. from the games this week and because there's always like part. Yeah, it used to be just like a couple of people doing that with the no shirts on and bare chested. It seems like it's become multiple people in different pockets of stadiums. I just sit there and I just they know go, they're going to get on TV. It's like the guy in the Gumby costume at the Green Bay game yeah. on Monday night drinking a beer through the eye. 
Um, that was bizarre, but at least he had something covering his body because the fan shots that we saw where, you mm-hmm. know, when got when, when Aaron Rodgers has his hands in his, in his warmer in front of his, um, I guess his belt, yeah. like, and then you see the smoke coming out or steam, whatever it is coming out of his mouth because he's trying to talk when it's so cold. The fans without shirts on yeah. at Lambeau field, drinking beer, trying to keep themselves warm. There's, there's no, there's no amount of alcohol that could give you enough of a liquor beer coat to keep warm but in they those situations. Try. Lord knows they try because I don't know what they happens get at when it. you get home. Like do you do you catch the flu? Do you like are you out for the rest of the week? <laughs> like this is these are things I need to know about because I go to the press box and I try to stay yeah. in there for as long as humanly possible covering the game Good idea. that I'm at. Um coldest game I ever went to as a fan. Yeah. Uh, 2010 NFC Championship between the Bears and the Packers. I sat in the north end zone at Soldier Field, Oof. and that was a late January game. That was cold. Do you yeah. have one? No, I've ne- I refuse to go to games where – Freddie Smart. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. People say that's supporting your team. I can support my team in climate control, Casa de Coleman, where I know it's going to be 72 degrees. It's a quick step to the refrigerator. It's a quick step back to my couch and ride my recliner. I don't punish any kind of fan that wants to be a part of that atmosphere. But yeah. for me, mm-mm, I'll, I'll let somebody else go in my place. They can have that ticket. I'd rather be somewhere warm and not to worry about, A, if my body's going to hold up or my car not potentially starting in those kind of elements. I don't need that nonsense at all. Coldest game on record in NFL history was the 1967 NFC Championship game between the Cowboys and Packers. So, mm-hmm. of course, Lambeau Field is a frozen mm-hmm. tundra in its own right. Yeah. Minus 13 degrees. Yep. That was the real temperature. That was the real temperature. Kickoff. Oh, yeah. Negative 48 degrees yep. with the wind chill. That's what, what happens yeah. when mm-hmm. when that when you get temperatures like that, the inside of your nose freezes. Like yep. your nose hair stick to your skin because no, they're you. frozen yeah. and it hurts to breathe so yeah. only imagine being an nfl player nope trying to do physical things in those elements um there was another, not for me yeah. not for you there, not for the average human being there was another cold game the 81 afc championship game cincinnati versus san diego where the wind chill factor was near minus 40 Yuck. Never doing that. And we're going to stay indoors here tomorrow. Yes. Freddie and I ending our week right here on ESPN Radio on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.